What's going on, everybody? Welcome into Red Zone Radio. I am Robert Wampler. It is great to be here. Great to have you. Just my to listen to Red Zone Radio. They already up Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere that you get your podcasts. What a weekend of football, opening weekend of NFL. Big upset in college football. And let's start there with college football. So Ohio State got beat in the shoe, upset by the Oregon Ducks. Oregon looks very good. Tough, athletic, speedy defense. Um, Great game by them all around. Let's talk about what this means for the college football playoff and the big picture in college football. And what I really think it means is that there's a good chance you look at you look at the three programs over the last three years, and I've talked about this a lot, the three programs that have separated themselves, Alabama, Ohio State, Clemson. Well, two of those programs, Clemson and Ohio State, have went down in back-to-back weeks now in the first two weeks of the college football season. And they've gone down to potentially playoff contender. Georgia certainly is. Uh, I like to see more of Oregon, but, I mean, look, based off of how they played on Saturday, they're, they're certainly in contention to win the Pac-12 and certainly in contention to be in, in the playoff. So, it's really interesting to see how how this year's college football playoffs could be different because we were just saying that this was the whole reason why they arguably changed the 12-team format. And I'm not saying, look, as for Ohio State and Clemson, I think both of those teams still got a shot to be in the playoff. It's still early enough in the season. They can still win their conference. Their margin for error is thin to none. They, I don't think they can lose another game if they want to be a playoff. And they gotta, and they gotta, you know, step up. And here, and here's what was interesting: both of those teams are just loaded with talent, offensively at least. You know, I, I Ohio, State, Ohio State's defense, Ohio State's defense is great, but they still got five star recruits over the field. Um, we know Clemson lost a lot of talent. We know Ohio State lost a lot of talent, but they're both loaded. Uh, they both have good coaches. Um, they both play in a conference where they're the juggernaut, right? At least over the last few years. So, what is it that's making them lose? And and people are like, oh, well, it's clearly, look, Clemson has not seen talent. Ohio State has not seen talent. And I don't buy that. I don't buy into that. Because if that was the case, Ohio State wouldn't have been in the national championship last year. They wouldn't have won the national championship in 2014. If that was the case, Clemson wouldn't have beat Alabama uh, in the playoff a couple years ago. And in the national championship. And so... They have seen talent off the field in their conference championship games. Their conferences still have at least one team, at least the Big Ten does, still has at least a few teams that are very talented, as have a lot of depth. So I don't necessarily think it's I don't necessarily think it's that they haven't seen talent that's similar to theirs. I think here what it really is is both of those teams don't have an identity this year. At least for now, neither of them do. I mean, I watched Ohio State Saturday and, and yeah, their defense struggled. Their defense was not good. It's not the typical Ohio State defense that we're used to. But here's but here is what was really here here is what I think Ohio State really went wrong. They are loaded with wide receiver talent. And but they have a young quarterback. Their offensive line is good, right? But they don't have a JK Dobbins anymore at the running back position. So I think they're a little bit lost in their identity, and I'm surprised to say, and I would say the same thing about Clemson. When they played Georgia, they look lost. They didn't have an identity. And and what really happened with Ohio State on Saturday in specific was in, in the in the second half, they when they went down two possessions because their defense could not stop Oregon's offense. They were just they were just running it down the field on them, running down their throats. And and here's what Ryan Day did, and I was surprised by it because I know he's an aggressive coach, but 
he just started throwing around the lot because he panicked. And, and that cannot happen. Uh, he, he went away from his running game, and Oregon went to their running game. And, and make no mistake about it, the main reason why Ohio State lost that game was it was not just Oregon had a great game plan. They executed it. The main reason Ohio State lost that game was, was on the defense, and in particular the fact that they could not get any pressure on Oregon at all. Zero sacks. I'm pretty sure zero QB pressures. I mean, it was bad. But Ohio State had the offense to go toe-to-toe with Oregon. And I know Ohio State over the years, if you take last year out of it and this year, they've always had great defensive backs. They've always had one. Of, they've always had a Nick Boza, a Chase Young, a Joey Boza. And the reality is this year they don't have that. And, and I get it. And I get that. And I get that they used to have more time on defense. And I get that they can normally uh, play. And I get that they can normally depend on their defense to get a stop. And they didn't. But their defense got to stop at the most crucial points in the game towards the end. And I and you shouldn't be getting up 35 points in your home turf. But the reality is you did. And I was and I was very surprised by what Ryan Day liked to do. CJ Stroud put up a record for passing yards. And the offense did put up points. And I'm not putting on the offense. I'm more or less putting it on the fact that what I really saw from Ohio State was not just they don't have an identity because I, I don't – they could be a passing team and that's fine. But it, they didn't really they didn't really come out and be like, okay, we're going to pass. They, they just seemed indecisive. Their defense seemed indecisive. Um, but my main takeaway from Ohio State is not only do, do they not have an identity right now, it's the fact that they don't know what to do that they, do, that they are not littered with five-star talent on the defensive side of the ball now. They have five-star talent on the offensive side of the ball, and that's great. But Ohio State has been recruiting at a high level uh, on the defensive side for a long time. And, and you know, I'm sure everyone on the defense is talented. They're good. I'm not saying they're not, but they're just not there yet. So I, if you got to change up the calls, you're obviously going to get points, but if you got to change up the calls, change up the calls. And I'm not saying it was hard-headedness because I just don't think Ryan Day is that kind of coach. I don't think he's that kind of guy. Same with defensive coordinator Gary Combs. I don't think he is that kind of guy. But, man, Ohio State, I, I don't get me wrong, and, and I feel the same about Clemson. Both are talented enough, both, I think, have good enough coaches, and both have enough time to still make it into the playoff. But right now, they got they got issues that they got to worry about before worrying about playing for playoffs. They got to worry about beating, they got to worry about beating good teams in their home stadiums. And right now, both of them have shown this year that they can't do that. And it's, and it's surprising, but it just, look, Ohio State was outcoached, out-executed, outplayed, out-everything by Oregon. And, uh, and, it was, and it was a surprising game. As for Oregon, they played a terrific game. Uh, you know, well-coached, no penalties. Uh, they, got, they got pressure in CJ Stroud's face. Uh, they just ran the ball down Ohio State's throat. Uh, and it looks as if right now, look, Oregon, at this point, going on the road getting that win, they control their own destiny. They really do. All right. Let's go to some NFL games because it was week one of the NFL season. And look, we all know, I'm not, I'm not trying to overreact to week one because some players on teams that we think are be good are still trying to figure it out. Uh, some players is the first game in new playbooks, new systems, rookies, uh, full capacity in stadiums, all of that. But 
all I got to say, listen, I, I'm going to tell you when I'm wrong, because I did. I, I said Ohio State's wrong. Uh, I was wrong about Ohio State. I thought they'd be playing the national title game against Oklahoma. Um, right now, that does not look like a strong prediction. I, I thought they'd be able to beat Oregon, and they did not. So I was wrong about that. But right now, it is looking like I was right about Arizona. Um, Arizona went into Tennessee, beat them 30-13, to shut down Derrick Henry, shut down Julio Jones, shut down A.J. Brown. Uh, Kyler Murray had five touchdowns on the day. I mean, it was just a, it was just a, a great game, great game plan by Arizona. And you know what I really got? I was watching that game. And the sense I really got from Arizona was urgency. It was something that I think was missing from them last year. Because if you remember last year, um, Kyler Murray was playing great. And that team was playing great. And they were winning games. And it was the, and it was the Hail Mary, DeAndre Hopkins. And it was... All these things. They beat the 49ers week one last year before all the injuries happened. So they looked good, but the problem with them was they just couldn't finish games. They were putting up fights against juggernauts. They beat the Bills. I mean, they were beating teams, but they just could not finish the games. I I don't know if it was a young quarterback with Kyle Murray. I don't know if it was a younger team. But that team last night, I'm not saying they're going to win the Super Bowl. But that looked that looked like a playoff team. I mean, I'm not trying to overreact to week one, but I I did predict outside of the season. I said I think they're going to win the. I think they're going to go to the playoffs. Um, now, winning the NFC West that's a different discussion. Uh, winning the NFC that's a different discussion. I'm not saying that they it was like a zero percent chance possibility, but that is a different conversation to be had. A win for Arizona is making it to the playoffs this year. I mean, not just making it to the playoffs, maybe even a playoff win. I mean the talent that they have, the weapon cast that they have, the you know the defense that they have. JJ Watt, and this is what I'm gonna say. I think the the one thing I'd be careful about. They played JJ Watt a lot last night, and the the, the commentaries actually hinted at it. They said I put him on a pitch count, and Cliff Kingsbury talked about that. And here's the thing: Cliff Kingsbury is fighting for a job right now. I nobody's gonna say it out loud, but he is he's got pressure on him. Kylo Murray, I, I don't think I don't think he's got the pressure on him at least this year. Personally, I don't I don't think he should have any pressure on him. I mean, you can't just go into Arizona number one pick and expect them to be a playoff team two years later. But he does have some weapons. He's got a great defense now, two great edge rushers. And my God, Chandler Jones went off three sacks in the first quarter. So it, it was just really a great performance all around. And I'm not saying they're going to win every game thirty eight to thirteen, but. That was a big statement for Arizona to come out and win that game like they did. They beat a good team, start the season 1-0, and they got a road game out of the way. And I think they, I think Cliff Kingsbury knows in the back of his mind he's got to make the playoffs this year because if not, there's going to be all sorts of questions. But you take Arizona back to the playoffs with Kyle Murray, uh, I think your job's safe, and I think, there's, I think they can definitely do that. All right, let's talk about another very surprising game. The Saints just blew the doors off of the Packers, 38-3. to three. I don't know what I'm more surprised about. The fact that the Saints put up 38 points without Drew Brees or the fact that the Saints held Aaron Rodgers in that Packers offense to three points. I mean, my gosh. So, so, and, and here's the thing. I'm just, I, I'm just going to say this. I said a couple weeks ago when Aaron had finally returned to Green Bay, I said, you know, I think the Bears, I'm not, I want to put it past that the Bears win the NFC North. Now, I'm not saying they're going to win the NFC North, but I don't think it's outrageous to say that they might. I mean, who knows what's going on with the Packers? And I said, I don't know what's going on with the Packers. Now, 
I did not think they'd get beat 33. I thought they'd actually win that game. But, and you know, people are like, well, they'll gel. They'll, they'll, they'll come together. And maybe that's the case, but it's not like it's not like they just had one bad call. I mean, they, they got beat badly. They got beat badly by uh, by the Saints. And look, the Saints look great, but you got all sorts of issues. And Aaron Rodgers, after the game, this this is what he had to say about it after the game. I'll let him use those words, and I'll use uh, it's just one game. You know, we played bad. I played bad. Offensively, we didn't execute very well. Uh, one game, we got 16 to go. And uh, look, it's just, I'm not, I personally was on the Packers' side in the minority a little bit there. That, that I was on the Packers' side in the offseason because I didn't like the way Aaron was handling the situation. But let me ask you a question, and, and this might be reading a little bit too much into it, but I think it's I think it's worth the I think it's worth the question. Does that sound like someone who is happy to be where he's at, and who is, and it almost seems like to say sixth and go. And I'm not, and I'm not trying to say that he even meant this, but it almost seems like he's saying, "Yeah, sixteen more games, and then I'm out of here." And, and here's really what we do know about Aaron: we knew, like, taking taking this for a fact, we knew that Aaron was mad in the off season, right? I mean, he came out and said so. He was mad in the off season. He wanted out, and the interview with Aaron Andrews Shea said retiring was 100% a possibility. So, I mean, we knew he was mad, right? But that it's to the point now where Aaron just is, like, beaten down. Like, he is just like, I don't want to be here. 16 more games to go. And, uh, and you know, we lost this one game. And uh, who really cares what happens with this organization? Now, I know that's not what he said. But I'm just telling you my interpretation of it. No, I, I could be wrong, obviously. I absolutely could be wrong. I'm just telling you my interpretation of it. I mean, he it, it, it's like he carried this anger that he had into the, into the season. And and he's just like, you know what? I'm going to play good if I can. But if we lose, we lose. He's not overly emotional. He's not mad. He's just like, man, that was embarrassing. That's just 60 more to go. And I, and I understand that the season could go on, he could change his mind. But based off that interview, A, I don't see anything changed with Aaron Rodgers and his Packers organization. I see it getting worse. And B, I'm not saying they're not going to be a playoff team, but they got a lot of work to do. They got a lot of work to do. All right, let's talk about another great game, the Browns and the Chiefs. Um, look, the Browns played well. Uh, they played good. Chiefs end up winning, doing what they always do, come back. Uh, all I can say is those are clearly both playoff contenders. I think there's a good chance that potentially could be the AFC Championship. I mean, that is a great game. That was a great game, and I think there's a good chance we could be seeing it again. I really do believe that. Uh, I think the Browns will make the playoffs. And look, it's not going to look pretty after this week one um because the Steelers and we're going to talk about that in a little bit. They got a great win against the Bills, so they want to know the Bengals played very good, beat the beat the Vikings, so they want to know. And there's a good, you know, the Ravens and Raiders, they play tonight, and I'm going to pick in that game in a little bit. That game is really interesting. I don't know what to do with that game. Um but 
as for as for the Browns, I mean, it's not going to look good in their division after Week One, but I I still think they'll be good. I think they'll I think they'll be a playoff team, and I think they still could potentially win their division. I mean, there's there's 16 games to go, as Aaron said. Uh, as for the Chiefs, it looked like their tackles hurt them a little bit in the first half, but like they start, it looked they started to mix a little bit better in the second half. Uh, it looked like Sammy Watkins isn't going to affect them too much. The loss of Sammy Watkins, and it look like, and it looks like they're going to be good. And I also want to talk about the Steelers. Wow, they got a big upset against the Bills. I was expecting the Bills to win, it, it, but here and here's the thing again. Remember, the Steelers were eleven and zero last year, and it was a great win. But again, this is what's going to concern me: is that what is with the Steelers? Are you going to overuse Ben Roethlisberger? He threw the ball 32 times. He's not a young quarterback. He's not a Tom Brady-like. And I get his, he's been in the league for a long time. And you did feed the ball to Najee Harris 16 times. And it looked like he, and it looked like, and he's looking promising after one game. But you got to be careful asking Big Ben to throw it. You got to be careful asking him to throw it 32 times a game. And I get you were playing a juggernaut and you wanted to get that win. Because that, it, it, don't forget, that could potentially help you later down the line. But you got to be careful with those Steelers. You started you started the season off, I believe, eleven zero last year, and then you fell apart. So so you cannot do the same thing this year. In the and I think the way to prevent that is by potentially savoring Big Ben for the latter part of the year. And the way you do that is not have him throw it thirty two times a game, run the ball a little bit more. Now they did get the win, and that was a juggernaut. So maybe their game plan will change. But they got the win. But they got to be careful continuing to using that, continuing to using that scheme, and that fit with Ben Roethlisberger and the part of a career he is in right now. All right, before I go, just one more game I want to pick tonight: Raiders and Ravens. This is a, a really interesting one because the thing with the Raiders is, I mean, the Ravens is they are more talented around. I believe they got the better quarterback. I believe they got the better team. But it's gonna be in Las Vegas. And it's gonna be in that that night sis and it's gonna be in that night game in that new stadium, full capacity first game full capacity. And, and you know with the don't don't forget they have injuries to J.K. Dobbins the running back situation is looking bad. The line has moved from like five to now three I believe it is, maybe four, and uh, and also the Raiders are, are are big team hunters when it comes to the first few weeks of the season. They beat the Saints and the Ra- and the Chiefs last year. So, you know, I'm going to pick the Raiders in an upset. I think they're going to get the job done, uh, and it should be a great game to watch. Can't wait to watch that. As for me, I'll be back tomorrow, so have a great day, everyone. And I'll see you next time on Red Zone Radio.